Welcome into the one show where there is one person who is always right, and that is me, Joe DeLeon, the next spinoff of Get to the Point. And I just want to touch on here why we're doing these things. Well, it's just an extra way to get some content out there, an extra way for Sean and I to get some extra reps and keep improving on our skills as broadcasters, but also, like I said, extra content, continue to grow the brand and spread further than just doing the one show of Get to the Point a Week that we were doing. Now we used to do the two shows, we used to do Pointless, we used to do Get to the Point. Now we're sticking with just Get to the Point, having fun conversations on there, being laid back. But Sean and I decided that a way to continue to further grow our brand is expanding our approach when it comes to producing these podcasts, having multiple shows out there. It's just another way to get different ears listening in. And folks, if you love listening in to us, just let us know on social media. Go follow us at GTTP Podcast. And also be sure to follow me at Joe DeLeon. This past Sunday, we saw one of the greatest young quarterbacks in the history of the NFL reach the pinnacle of the sport by winning a Super Bowl. Now, Patrick Mahomes wasn't perfect. He threw through two interceptions in that game, but he did lead what ended up being the game-winning drive in that game. He also led multiple comeback drives throughout the season and also in the playoffs against the Texans and the Titans, just to name the two that are in our current present minds from those playoff performances. And the one takeaway that you should be having from Patrick Mahomes is that he is the new standard of NFL quarterbacks. He is what NFL teams are aspiring to get. That when he was drafted, teams ahead of him, except the Texans, didn't know what they were passing up on. They didn't know that that was what they wanted. Instead, he had the Chicago Bears take Mitchell Trubisky. How did that work out for them? The old quarterback mold of having tall guys with big arms, heavier, being able to withstand a beating, not really being that athletic, that mobile, all they had to do was sit in the pocket and connect with their receivers. That is no longer the mold. Guys like Tom Brady, who had sustained success, maybe like also Drew Brees, Eli Manning, those guys that did have some sustained success, more so Tom Brady than those others, didn't need to have much of a level of athleticism. Now, they had various traits that still correlate today, like pocket presence. But not having athleticism wasn't a biggie, wasn't a big deal to become a great quarterback in the NFL. Well, right now it is. Quarterbacks are becoming the best athletes on their team. It's starting from the high school level. It's starting from the middle school level. The best athlete on the team wants to become the quarterback. They want to have the ball in their hands. That leads them to the college level where they continue to dominate and they continue to become elite athletes. And now we're starting to see that next crop, this next wave of what it means to be an NFL quarterback. 
That means having the ability to throw from from multiple angles. That means being athletic, not just being this big-bodied guy that was able to take a big hit from a defensive tackle and pop right back up, didn't need to really evade or escape. It wasn't a big deal. Offenses were more run-heavy, and if they were pass-heavy, the ball was getting out quickly. Instead, now you need that ability to throw from multiple angles. You need that ability to escape the pocket, to get outside of containment and either find guys downfield or take the ball in your own hands and go pick up that first down yourself. But most importantly, these guys are not scrambling quarterbacks. They're not your RG3 or your Colin Kaepernick. They're not the guys that will rely more so on their ability to run and not be consistent in their accuracy as a passer. But instead, they use their athleticism as an advantage and to make them into a better quarterback. Make Give them the ability to throw from various angles, throw from wherever they are on the field. And Patrick Mahomes isn't the only guy in the league right now that does this. He's just the best one who is. Some of the other guys that you, you kind of think about that have that similar mold of being athletic, being one of the most athletic guys on their teams, being accurate from different spots in the field. I think Deshaun Watson is a perfect example of someone. Now he's a little bit older than Patrick Mahomes, or he was in the same draft class rather, but still. Not as accurate as Mahomes, but still good arm, big athlete, can move outside the pocket. Carson Wentz, who was drafted before the year before, Patrick Mahomes, big, tall guy from North Dakota State, big arm, incredibly good pocket presence and ability to survey the field in front of him and find his receivers. Lamar Jackson is an interesting case because a lot of people have been talking about him in the sense of the best athlete is your quarterback, and that who that is who Lamar Jackson is. Lamar Jackson is still needs to work on a lot of things when it comes to his ability to be consistent with his accuracy. Now, it was spectacular watching him run and rush for over a 1,000 yards. It was spectacular watching him do that and opposing defenses struggling to stop him. But things like that are only going to go so far. Being able to run effectively like he can is an asset, But if he can't figure out how to be more consistent as a passer, well, his career is not going to be very long because as we've seen, the best players in this league are eventually figured out by opposing defensive coordinators. Lamar Jackson needs to get more consistent as a passer and not be overly concerned with picking up those first downs as a runner. He is more along the lines of that scrambler rather than the guy I'm looking for that emulates what Patrick Mahomes does. Now, more on the younger side, guys that are younger than Patrick Mahomes, somebody who just won the Offensive Rookie of the Year, and that is Kyler Murray. Now, he's on the shorter side. He's 5'9", 5'10", whatever you want to say he is. Not very big, but he emulates that sense of being able to move, being able to escape the pocket, has a huge arm despite not being very, very big or tall, and he has very quick feet. He's elusive. He's tough to bring down. And if I were to pick somebody to have an explosive second year as a first-year quarterback showing those flashes, I'm picking Kyler Murray. Now, they need to find 
some better weapons for him to get the football too. He has a consistent runner next to him in Kenyon Drake, but they need to find some more consistent receivers for him besides Larry Fitzgerald. He also needs a tight end. He needs some more blocking because at times Kyler Murray was running for his life. Now he's athletic enough to be like Lamar Jackson and pick up those first downs directly and specifically as a runner, but he and Cliff Kingsbury can really flourish if they work out how to become more explosive as a passing offense. Somebody, too, that I, I think also fit, fits this this sense of Patrick Mahomes-esque in, in his ability of having a huge arm and being athletic and being able to move is Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills, not to be confused with the pass rusher on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Josh Allen needs to work on a lot of things also very similar to Lamar Jackson in terms of his accuracy, but he is on a very good trajectory. Not the same immaculate trajectory we saw from Patrick Mahomes, but he is improving and getting better and has a very good base behind him there in Buffalo. Now, Sean's going to hate me for the second one, and I think a lot of people are are really going to disagree with me because we didn't see enough positives from this guy to really feel comfortable with picking him. But as somebody who watched every single one of his snaps... I can say I see a lot of those traits that Patrick Mahomes had early in his career. And that guy's Daniel Jones of the New York Giants. Understandably, he had a lot of turnovers. He had a lot of fumbles because he had a lack of strong protection from his offensive line. He also threw a bunch of interceptions because he made dumb rookie mistakes. He played in a lot of games. He also threw a lot of touchdowns as a rookie. The reason why I I say that I see that correlation is that Patrick Mahomes might throw for a lot of touchdowns, might throw for a lot of yards, but he hasn't been afraid to throw interceptions. He threw 12 in his MVP season. He only threw five this past year. He's getting better, but in that MVP season, we did see some pretty boneheaded mistakes in important games. Having that reckless abandonment and that gunslinger mentality that Mahomes has, I see in Daniel Jones. He's looking to make that splash play. He's looking to get the ball outside the uh, outside of, out of his hands as quickly as possible to his most explosive receiver. He's looking for that big play. And he was able to connect in tight windows. He was looking at spots where balls probably could not have been fit by guys with less accuracy, like Lamar Jackson, like Josh Allen, like a lot of young guys in this league that don't have that type of accuracy, he was able to fit it in those windows. To have that type of arm strength and that type of accuracy to find your receivers in those tight areas, that is really promising. And and seeing people degrade Daniel Jones be just by looking at that stat line of how many times he turned the ball over just proves to me that they haven't watched the tape. If I were to pick a couple guys, though, that are draft prospects or currently in college, I think Justin Herbert is a good example of someone that is going to be that next explosive quarterback in the league. Quarterback from Oregon, like I said, Justin Herbert. He's athletic. He looked really good moving in the senior bowl, and he has legs despite not having much ability to flash it in his time at Oregon, but he's big, he's tall, he's got a very calm demeanor, good arm. Additionally, Tua Tavangaloa from Alabama, if he can recover from that hip injury he had, he too 
can have a similar meteoric rise. Rise. He can become that surprise guy that it, that can do everything for an NFL offense. It's also very dependent on where he ends up, what team he ends up going to. If he's not in the right situation and if he doesn't have time to get healthy, get back to where he needs to be fully. It could be a rough go for the first few years for two, few first few years for Tua. Last person though that is going to be a splash player the minute they get to the league, and this one's pretty obvious. And we're not going to get to see him for a whole another year, and that's Trevor Lawrence of Clemson. We originally were so hyped on Trevor Lawrence in that first na- national championship year where he was throwing incredibly well. His arm looked great. Everyone was saying he is one of the greatest high school quarterback prospects to come out, go to college, and if he declared today, he would be the first overall pick. Mostly because of his arm. But this year we were able to see what he is more capable as a runner. And I'm not looking and pointing to the his ability to run the ball and, and be a scrambling quarterback. That's not what I'm looking at. I'm looking at his ability to move fluidly, to make throws on the run, to command an offense. Things like that give me a lot of promise about Trevor Lawrence. Once he comes out, I can guarantee within his first year or within his first two years, he will be within that upper echelon of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. The last thing I want to cap off this Patrick Mahomes discussion with, and I know a lot of people are going to be disagreeing with with me on this comment because it is getting ahead of myself 100%. But Patrick Mahomes will be in the Hall of Fame. How often have we seen someone dominate at the level he has in just two seasons as a starter? He's 24 years old, halfway to being 25. He's won an MVP. He's won an AP Offensive Player of the Year. He's won a Super Bowl championship and a Super Bowl MVP. Maybe he doesn't deserve that MVP. Maybe it goes to Damian Williams. Regardless, he has all of those things in two years. You're telling me that guy's going to regress? That would have to be an immaculate regression rate for him to drop off from the performances we've seen. He's thrown for over 4,000 yards in his two seasons, and this past season he missed two games to injury. Now, statistically, he didn't have as big of a year, but still, 26 touchdowns and over 4,000 yards in 2019. He is only going to get better. Teams clearly have not figured out how to stop him either. We, we have this tendency to see teams figure out how to stop that elite guy that is dominating opposing teams. We tend to see defensive coordinators use that full offseason to figure out how to scheme around allowing that guy to dominate. Now, Lamar Jackson's the type of guy that can be schemed around and stopped. I don't see that from Patrick Mahomes. He has at least 13 more years to his career. And he is going to continue to get better. This is not like Andrew Luck, who had injury problems, a porous offensive line in front of him, had to do everything all the time, and was getting beat by better teams. This is completely different. He's been relatively healthy, and he's absolutely dominated opposing defenses. The other storyline that we have from... 
the Super Bowl is the team that lost. And that was the San Francisco 49ers. And I don't think enough people were really talking about the fact that this 49ers team went from having a top five pick, that pick being Nick Bosa from Ohio State, and then making their way all the way to a Super Bowl, winning the NFC and coming very close to winning a Super Bowl. They weren't blown out. They were in that game and they were leading for a majority of it. They looked like they were going to pull out with the victory in that game. To see that level of a transition, getting your quarterback healthy, having a consistent offensive line, building your offensive line through the draft, and then being very smart in free agency and spending money on the right guys to attract some really talented assets. They became an elite defense overnight from drafting Nick Bosa, drafting a couple other key pieces in later rounds, and then most specifically spending the right money in free agency. So it really begs the question, though, who is going to be that next team? Who has the potential to become that next team to transition from being nothing, absolutely terrible at the very bottom, a laughing stock, and then become an NFC champion? Maybe we don't go that far to say NFC champion, but who can turn themselves completely around and make a run in the playoffs? Not some 9-7 and seven Titans team. I'm talking about a division winner, a 12-win quality team. And, and this pick might shock you. Who I think is going to be that huge turnaround team from a top 10 pick this year into a potential contender. This is going to sound ludicrous. But the Washington Redskins are actually a team that I could very well see transitioning. Now, I'm not being lazy here and just picking the the same team that also was the second overall pick, but this time in 2020. But if you consider the Redskins and their situation, things are very much in their favor. They're in the NFC East with an Eagles team that is struggling, aging, and declining. They're with a... Giants team that is too young and lacking an identity. They have a new head coach. We don't know for sure what's going to happen, but still, they're a few years out until they can actually hit full stride. Now, maybe their their peak is being 8-8 eight and, eight and, and maybe making the wild card, but still, that is the absolute best that they can do. They're not a contender yet. They need a few years. The Dallas Cowboys are completely up in the air because we don't know what they're going to be doing in free agency. We don't know if Mike McCarthy can still coach. There are a lot of things and a lot of unanswered questions for the Dallas Cowboys. But the Washington Redskins, going up against those teams, could very well quietly dominate. They have a very good defensive line, very similar to the San Francisco 49ers in terms of talent. They have the potential to draft an elite edge rusher in Chase Young. I see that you see the Nick Bosa, Chase Young, Ohio State comp there. Not being lazy, I promise. They have the potential to get an elite edge rusher. Their linebackers are, are decent if Reuben Foster can get healthy. Their secondary, some money needs to be spent there, but their secondary is not terrible. They have Landon Collins, who is one of the more underrated and better safeties in this league. They need help at the corner position because, let's be real, Josh Norman does not give a flying F anymore. 
he is at that point where he's basically done. I would not be surprised if they decide not to bring him back, although Ron Rivera coming in and coaching might be able to get something out of him. But offensively, if they can be very intelligent in with their mid to late round picks and also free agency can sure up that offensive line. And then if you look at the receiving group, they have some young talented guys, very specifically Terry McLaurin, who was a standout guy, but was showing some injury issues here and there. If you can get him fully healthy, he is going to be a very talented receiver in this league. And the key thing here, too, is you have two bruising running backs, Adrian Peterson, and then if you have a fully healthy Darius Geis, you have two very good running backs. You have a very good running back stable, which can potentially lead to a run-heavy offense that can dominate opposing teams. And the key thing, the very key thing about this Washington Redskins team is their quarterback. Now, I don't think Dwayne Haskins is very good, and I don't think you need Dwayne Haskins to be very good. You just need him to throw for over 215 yards a game. Throw the ball on play action. Quick throws, third down, make those completions. Be effective. You don't need him to be Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. You need to be what Jimmy Garoppolo was. And now while Jimmy Garoppolo was a good quarterback for various games this season, he did struggle at times. He was one of the weaker points in their offense in various games this season. Dwayne Haskins just needs to be the facilitator. He just needs to be the guy that is there, make sure the play call comes in, make sure everything is situated, be smart, be effective, but get the ball to your playmakers. That is his job. He does not need to be a dominant quarterback. The Redskins have all of those pieces and a brand new head coach no longer under the shackles of Jay Gruden, who was violently average and mediocre. The Washington Redskins have a ton of talent. They've been stockpiling it for multiple seasons, and it has not been unleashed yet. Take Chase Young second overall. Don't trade back. Don't be stupid. Don't let somebody else come up and get Chase Young because you trade back. Take the most talented guy on the board like the San Francisco 49ers did last year. They did not duck out and trade back when there very well were teams that were desperate to get the very average to below average quarterback talent in last year's draft class. Stay where you are. Take the most talented guy in this year's draft and then spend the right money in the right spaces at the offensive line and also at corner. And you can very well turn yourself into a contender. And again, a lot of people are going to think that I am absolutely crazy for saying that the Washington Redskins have a chance to become what the San Francisco 49ers were. But they have everything working out for them. Just nobody is really thinking that much. And no one wants to give credit to the Washington Redskins, especially me. But it very well could be there. That's all I have for you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Stick around later in the week as Sean will be dropping his show from the week. And we will also be giving you the next episode of Get to the Point. And then I will be releasing my next edition of Jono's sometime next week. Feel free to let me know what you think of the show. 
tweet to me on social media, or you can also just leave a rating very specific to the show. I hate Joe. I like Joe. Just let me know what you're thinking. But just remember, Joe knows.